Yo, what up, everybody? This is Culture Gang, man. We are back in the building, man. Um, I'm just excited about tonight's episode, man. We are here. Gang Gang is in the building, man. What's gang going gang. on? Yo, Gang Gang is in the gang. building, man. Our, 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 our stand-in, man. He has been with us for three episodes strong, man. And he is just, he almost, he... I feel like he's just invading the set, man. So, you know, but we are glad to have him, man. So our friend, our brother, Pastor CK, he is back. He is live. He is direct with us because there are some more issues that we have to discuss. And we need his wisdom, someone of his elk in stature to come in and, uh, you know what I mean, help us out. But uh, we got Big Rod in the set, man. What's up with you, Big Rod? What's going on? What's going on, man? Culture Gang is back once again. And I'm excited to have CK like you said, three times in a row, man, um, it's been fire every time. So this this is going to be a good one right here. It's definitely going to be a good one. <laughs> definitely, definitely, man. So, you know, uh, you know, CK, man, what's up with you, bro? Yo, it's, it's good to be here. Good to be seen by the world. Um, thank you guys for having me back three times in a row. Um, I, I must have either did something right or y'all just glutton for punishment. Uh, <laughs> uh either way man no, i just you know look god is good man and, and y'all I'm, I'm enjoying my time you know with the culture gang this is uh you know this is enlightening and, and and encouraging and you know i'm looking forward for tonight's topics and man i'm, I'm ready i'm ready all right man well if you're ready let's go um all right so first thing on the floor man um uh i guess i want to ask the question of 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 our is our our are our schools protecting our children and um and if you're wondering like well coldplay what are you talking about let me reference the video there was this video out here um we why i think i've seen it about a about a good month ago this is one of the topics that we were supposed to hit but i think ck came and it kind of just blew up the spot and we just we just ain't been able to get to it so we just want to get to it tonight and yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna pass the buck i'm getting my adam on right now i'm passing the buck passing the blame you know what i mean it was the brother that you gave us man he he, he hindered us from doing what we were supposed to be doing i'm kidding um but it's the video out here and um what was going on in this video is um it was the school i forget the location of of where it was I know it's across the state somewhere. So it was the school, and um, what happened was this 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 mother, this parent, she was at a like a school meeting, and um, what was going on was um, there was some classes and or like some kind of after school program being being offered, and her kid was a part of it. And what that that teacher or whomever he was, chaperone or whatever the case may be, what they were doing was um, they were teaching their kid that particular kid or that group of kids that was in there, they were teaching them about the uh, homosexual transgender life. Um, and let me say this, this is not to come at that that group community or group of people because this is not what that is all about. But we just want to uh, shed some light on this topic because it happened at a school and um, this mom was going, like she was going off at this meeting because she was basically saying like, y'all didn't even give me a chance to talk to my child about you know their life choices you kind of would like just forcing them on it forcing forcing this this topic on them and just trying to teach them about an alternative lifestyle that i knew nothing about now you didn't give me a chance to even talk to my child to find out is this the way that they wanted to go and i believe this was a young child this wasn't like a teenager or i believe this was like maybe elementary juvenile age so my question is you know that's the kind of the premise of premise of the topic. But my question to to my guys are: 
does schools do enough to protect our children from situations like this? Now, this is, I'm quite sure this is not an isolated incident. I'm quite sure this is happening all over the place, but due to the fact that they didn't inform the parent, like that's like, that's not cool. Um, at least in my eyes, that's not cool because like I said, although a, a parent loves their children, they may not like the choices that their children makes, but at least you should be able to talk to your child about the choices that they want or you know the things that they're feeling like they should be able to talk about stuff like that they should be able to go to their parents and their parents should be the first person that they express um what they're feeling or how they're feeling to not you know have some teacher come in and kind of like force this on them or trying to teach them like hey well this is a lifestyle that you should consider i just don't think that's cool like i said i have no problems with the lgbtq community I have no problems. I love them um, and I have respect for them. And, um, you know, we, we may not agree about lifestyles, but, you know, that doesn't mean I don't respect you or see you as a human, not as a thing, but I see you as a human. But even in our and even in the, the, the human side of it, it's like, yo, you know, that child should have at least been able to talk to their parents before, you know, the child probably came home and was like, well, mom or, or dad, you know, I found out about this lifestyle and I think I'm interested in it. And, you know, I, I guess the first the, the first thing the parent is saying, well, how did you even find out about this? And then, you know, the next thing is, oh, at school. So, you know, I already know that the alarms are going off already. So, you know, I've done enough talking, but that's just kind of what we want to just start to show off like that. Like, our, do our schools do enough to protect our children? Not to say that this is, um, I mean, this kind of falls into like predatory behavior. And I know I'm gonna open the door with that, but you know, um, it deserves and needs to be talked about because you know, at school, you know, we have. Let me say this: uh, we we expect our children to to be educated about different and different things in an array of topics at at school, including you know alternative lifestyles. But you know, the the format in which they did it, I think that was wrong. So I'm gonna pass it off. You know, Ra, CK, whoever want to jump in first, I'm gonna pass it off to y'all. Do you think? that we do enough to protect our children in schools from, um, you know, and and I think the second question was, uh, I'll get back to the second question. Let me, let, I'll let y'all go ahead and, and go at this one first. You got a CK. All right, all right, pass the baton. Um, mm -hmm. Received, yo, it's, you know, do they do enough? Um, honestly, I, I don't think so, but on, on that same, I guess the other side of that token is, you know, as parents, you know, are we involved? Are we involved enough to know what's going on? You know, are we asking the right questions and, and really seeking the right answers? I think about, you know, my daughter where, you know, it was like, you know, how was school today? School was fine. You know, school is always fine. Everyday school is fine. So, you know, kind of figured out like maybe I needed to start asking a little more probing questions, you know, something that you know makes it open up a little bit more i mean I, I think the schools have a responsibility to protect our children um especially when it comes to things you know like that you know i i remember i believe when my daughter was in like middle school or i don't know maybe it was like eighth grade or or maybe just in around ninth grade when they started to talk about uh sex ed and you know we had to sign a form you know given our given the teachers permission so, you know, I think something like that should have definitely been involved here. And like you said, with the video, you know, mom was, oh, mom was not pleased about, you know, what happened. So it was like, you know, she At all. until, you know, the daughter had already been, you know, 
just all deep into it and everything you know who knows homework assignments book reports the whole nine that went down before you know mom really knew what was going on so what what you got right yeah um yeah i wanted to uh give the the two fathers on this (laughs) you know the first crack at this you know what i mean um because uh, i think it's important to hear from a parent's perspective because the the child was 12 years old to be exact right um your brain (laughs) is not even fully developed you know what i mean um at that time to be able to make those uh decisions uh, which is another reason why you know the whole i don't know if y'all heard about d wade situation i think a year ago a couple years ago whatever and his you know she came out or he whatever came they came out as transgender and it was around the same age and that's the first thing that pops out to me like how could you as as a 12 13 year old kid even be able to make that decision um without really knowing about life and how things work and and what you even want you know what i mean because you need to give yourself time to grow to even decide whether you could change your mind you know what i mean so and then the other thing is like i know people get upset about um uh i, I would guess the the supporters of the lgbt community or the lgbt community themselves get upset when we mention the gay agenda or any type of agenda but um i would say this is not helping people not say that because when you have a situation like this where you're intentionally kind of pushing this on this child without even letting the parents know um and kind of what they call it training uh or conversion or whatever you call it (laughs) of of a child into a transgender yeah it makes you think like yeah this is an agenda i mean this is being pushed on our society or being pushed on children and it's not necessarily that's not fair you know what i mean like at the end of the day we have as believers as the world as regular anybody everybody has a choice of what they want to do at the end of the day and if that person decided to uh become if i I forget if it was a female transgendering into a, a a male or a girl into a boy um or if it was the other way around but if that person decided that that's their choice but to kind of coach them into becoming this and give them all of these you know after school programs and all these things like that it's it's just not helping the so-called cause of being um equal rights and all the th- all the other things that they're fighting for still it's not helping that cause you know what i mean i'm just speaking from a a, a human per, uh, perspective i'm not even just not necessarily looking at it from a christian's perspective um but i think it's just i think like you said ck that as parents need to be more involved you know what i mean need to be more aware of things and i'm not saying like a parent is going to know everything because they're not um but i think 
he should make be able to make more uh, more of an effort to be in the in the in the child's life. You know what I mean? And limit maybe limit some of the all of the voices coming in. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot of voices, and you wouldn't think that you send your child to school that that would even occur. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't even think that that that's happening. Um, that they wouldn't even let you know what's going on. And like you said, not even give a permission, you know, a permission slip, you know what I mean? To even say, to to do that, you know, because you are the legal guardian, you know what I mean? Like, it's just basic stuff that is just, um, it's, it's, it's horrible to me, you know what I mean? So I think it needs to be highlighted that this is not acceptable. Um, I'm totally, we all totally against anything like this as far as not allowing the parents to be a part of making that decision or allowing their children to do whatever. Um, and I do also want to reiterate what Steph said that I'm not, I'm not trying to bash anybody. This is not really about that. Again, this is just whatever religion, whatever faith you still need to have the choice from the parent's perspective of what you want to allow your child to do. You know what I mean? So that's, that's pretty much what I have on it. That's good, Rob, because actually that goes right into my second question before we wrap this topic up. Um, is our, 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 oh, geez, I can't talk. Are our schools considering parents when making decisions? Are our schools considering parents when they make these decisions? Because obviously the topic on, you know, from the, from what we've been talking about, this school did not, uh, this, the school did not consider at all you know, the parent in that, because as evidence, as the mother going completely berserk in that meeting, you know, they did not consider her at all. So mm -hmm. with with the climate of today's education or the climate of today's school, you know, do we think that that there are they are considering the parents when making these type of decisions? Because we already know that this agenda is going to take place everywhere. It's just a matter of time. Uh, I mean, it's happening now, but, you know, I can't say that it's immediately happening where, where my kids go to school at. But I know that it's happening in other places. So, um, you know, you know, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll start off. Um, I know I just uh, it won't be that, that long. I just <laughs> but um, no, I, I think it's it's again, it's a part of that that issue of um not allowing parents to parent you know what i mean um i think when you know you build uh, a child and that's what the bible says train up a child in the way it should go they should go and when they get older they won't depart from it and i think people are, are discounting the importance of parents training the, their children you know what i mean in the way that they would want them to go. Like there, it's their job to help inform the child about the world, what to expect. You know what I mean? And so it's 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 a crime, pretty much to me, to to not allow the parent to be involved in that. You know what I mean? And again, this is just not a good look. It smears your whole the LGBTQ uh <laughs> the alphabet, whatever, it'll it'll smear that whole campaign even campaign even more when stuff like this happens and again a parent is is so important to the development of their children 
because they're with their children more than anybody or they're supposed to be with their children more than anybody you know what i mean including the school so you have to you, you can't do that you know what i mean like if that ain't your child you're not raising that child you can't force something you know what i mean something on them you know and it, again it's just it's just a bad look but i think it is something that uh the parents should definitely be involved in and i think they're trying to you know what do you call it? they're trying to form uh these children into what they want them to be what society will want them to be and that may not necessarily be what their their parents their mother and their father may want them to be so um yeah let me uh, jump in really quick before um, I hand it over to CK. Um, and that was some great stuff that you said, Ra. A lot of good stuff, man. And um, um, bro, let me just tell you this: you're going to make an excellent father. When the time <laughs> comes, you're going to make an excellent father, man. Really, man, because the wisdom uh, and things that that come out of your mouth, man. I'm telling you, that child, whether it be a boy or a girl, they're going to be well taken care of, and they're going to be. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, no, you know, don't hold. You got it. You know, man, because and I'm giving you flowers because, you know, I don't hear. I mean, because you're younger than CK and myself. But, you know, what I mean, the wisdom that comes out of your mouth and, um, you know, the things that you say, you display a lot of uh, maturity. You know, what I mean, to be at a young age. I know you what late 20s, correct? 30s, 30, 30. Oh, shoot. My bad. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Um, but yeah, man. So, you know, when God, you know, blesses y'all to have a child, I know that child is going to be well taken care of and, and, and well trained up as we, as, as we say. Um, but I really think of the school system and parents as a partnership. Yeah. I mean, y'all co-labor to raise this child together. So, um, you know, my short answer is yes, that the, 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 the school should consider the parents when making these type of decisions because, you know, I'm entrusting my child with you for seven and a half to eight hours a day. And, um, you know, I'm going to do my part at home. You, you educators, you do your part at the school. I mean, we can go into a bevy of topics because, you know, some of these educators, educators really don't care because, you know, back in the day, you know, teachers did care more back in the day than they do now because some of these teachers are very young and they're, these kids don't respect them because like, look, like you like my age, like you know, what you, how you going to tell me? Like you, you my age, like girl, bye, like boy, bye. Like, no, I can't respect that. But, um, you know, I've even heard teachers or some some teachers even back in the day said, you know, I got my education. So, you know, whether you make it or not, is not my problem. And, you know, that was back in the day. But, you know, I'm quite sure that same language happens now. Um, but my short answer, once again, is yes, that they, the parents should be considering these. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the schools or the education system should be considering parents when they make decisions on who they bring in and what kind of curriculums that they bring in now. All right, CK, go ahead, pass it off. Man, I enjoy both of that. Um, I, indeed, like, you know, same here. Short answer is yes, they, they should be considering, you know, the parents and, and the choices of the parents. But then, you know, on the other, on the other side of that, I, I do understand, you know, from a school district standpoint or, you know, from the school standpoint, there's a lot of parents, you know. And so one parent might be completely against it and you got another parent that's completely for it. So then it's like, well, who who do I take into consideration? What, you know, how much consideration do I give each parent? And then that's where I think that the, you know, it go it falls back on us as parents to really get involved with that. You know, was when when the the wisdom of Ra was coming forth, 
um, as he was talking, he said something that kind of reminded me of, of a similar situation from a biblical standpoint. When we look at when uh, Daniel and, you know, the Hebrew boys and, you know, when they were taken captive and, you know, they were over in, in Babylon and, you know, they were people of God, people of faith, you know, that were taken into a system that was not of the faith. Yet they were brought up in a system where they had to adapt to the culture, but yet still remain true to who they were. And so sometimes as parents, we need to understand that our kids are going to be brought up and taught in a culture that might not necessarily define who they are. So we need to do our parts. As you said, train up a child in a way that he should go. So when they're old, they won't depart from it because they're going to need the, the wisdom of the world. They're going to need to understand, you know, not necessarily the wisdom of the world, but understand what's going on in the world, you know, because, you know, we're, we're not of the we're not of the world, but we sure are in it. And they will have to live in it and they'll have to, you know, navigate through the culture that's going on. You know, when we were growing up, you know, I remember Black History Month was all about Martin Luther King and, you know, Rosa Parks and all of that. You know, I remember my daughter in school, you know, Black History Month. Who's on y'all wall? Uh, Beyonce, Lauren Hill, you know, Jay-Z. Oh, and there, there might be a picture of Martin Luther King somewhere up there. And it was like, you know, wow. So, you know, understanding that the culture of who they are, you know, from that standpoint, you know, differs from what we had when we were growing up, but still understanding that, you know, some of this stuff, look, you, you gonna learn about that. You're gonna learn about the world, but this is what, what God's word teaches. And this is who God says that you are. And I think that's where we as parents, whether the school consider us or not, the parents, the people of the children of God, we need to make sure we're doing our parts. Spoken like a true pastor, it's like and a true parent. No, 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 no. But that's that's facts. That's all factual, man. And um, so you know, great, great way to begin the show. But um, you know, I, I want to shift the transition, um, to to. We all know, and 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 I'm gonna you know let Rod take this on, but I just want to introduce it to the audience. Like we all know. At least, you know, at least by now, we all know about the situation with um, our brother Fanatic. Um, and, you know, Rod, you had put something on Facebook the other day, and I didn't know this before that it was pertaining to that very thing. And because um, when you put it up on social media, it kind of stuck out to me like a, it was like it kind of like it, I felt like the, the, the words was jumping off the page at me. And it was like, yo, that's really that's dope. But um. You know, upon talking to you further, you know, you told you told me it directly correlated with the situation we're about to talk about. But um, so I'm just going to introduce the question and then you can kind of just jump right on in. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, with the situation with Fanatic um, and for those of you who may not know who Fanatic is, he was a uh, Christian hip hop artist at one time. Um, very, very educated, um, you know, pioneered the cross movement. Um, and you know, for anybody that's into their Christian hip hop, they know who the cross movement is. Like they kind of just kind of just took Christian hip hop and just kind of like made it, uh, like transcended it, made it, you know, very, very cool, very, very hip. And I feel like I'm an old man saying these, these things very cool, very hip, but um, they just made it good. And it, and it introduced another way to praise and worship God through the art of, of, of rap and hip hop. For, Cause at one point in time, it was considered a sin. Or it was considered not God's music. It was considered all of that stuff, but we not going to get into the history <laughs> of all of because we know we could take that conversation and go 10 different ways with it. But, um, you know, Fanatic, he was a Christian hip hop artist, and then uh, he came out with this video, um, and 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 
and simply said that he was walking away from the faith. He denounced it. He denounced Christianity. He walked away from the faith. And um, just the reaction on my pages from some Christian hip hop artists, I knew they were hurt. They were hurt about this because this is who they looked up to. You know, this is who helped them come to Christ. So to hear somebody that helped lead you to salvation say that they're walking away, that does something to you. Um, so, Rod, what you said on 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 your social media was Christian uh, is acad. No, I'm saying that you you said uh, ac academic Christianity is not enough. And that man, that thing hit me hard, and I said, "Oh my God, Rod's on to something." So, Rod, I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and pass it off. You can kind of just go ahead because this is this is somebody that I'm not. Rod, go ahead. Take it, man. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Thanks for that introduction, man. Um, so just a quick background um, of how I got into, first of all, Christian rap. Um, so I was a part of a, a ministry as a, as a, well, actually started when I was like 10 years old, my whole family, we started uh, going to this camp called Teen Haven. Um, so um, I was, it's a Christian camp, a Christian ministry that reached, kids in, in um, pretty much North Philly um, and other areas in Philly too. But anyway, um, I, at, at some point when I was around 14, I started uh, attending their Bible studies every Monday. And um, I was eventually made a, a, a counselor. So, you know, when we go to camp, I was like, I had my, my cabin of other young guys that I was like, the leader of and all of that stuff. And, you know, it was, it was extremely, extremely uh, beneficial to who I am today. So that's number one. But um, um, I think uh, how I got connected to Christian rap was through just people there and people that influenced me that, um, that was into Christian rap at that time. Um, this is like, yeah, like the early 2000s. So, you know, I was able to learn, you know, a lot of the, you know, the songs and th things like that. And and Cross Movement was one of those groups that I heard about, you know what I mean? And I started uh, listening to. Um, we good? The screen is like going back and forth. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can't see nobody, though. But oh, okay. Good? Yeah, I'm good now. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, so I I already I always knew about the cross movement, fanatic ambassador. Ambassador was probably like my my favorite rapper in the group. But um, if you fast forward a few years, that's when Lecrae and Reach Records and all of them came out. But they kind of started from out of the cross movement. You know, Reach Records was a uh, subsidiary or underneath cross movement records because they actually had their own record label. Um, didn't I think know they that. didn't know that at all. Yeah, I think they still actually still do today, I believe. But um, so Lecrae, Triple E, all of them came out of that, and they were they were heavy theological type rappers. You know what I mean? Like they, you know, I've I had heard Christian rap a little bit before. But like you said, like, I also grew up in a Pentecostal church, you know what I mean, where, you know, it wasn't really accepted. Um, 
but um uh through teen haven i was able to see different perspectives and get introduced to this type of th- these type of things so they were very heavily theological based rappers and before i heard rappers but i i never heard it like that you know what i mean like they was talking about the atonement and i never even heard that word before like i just knew okay jesus died for me you know what i mean they they was they was just really into um almost like a uh what do you call it a, a a lyrical type theology type systematic type stuff and everyone that was from that that era they kind of did the same thing like lecrae triple all of them kind of shaolin and all of them from uh Lantmore records they kind of took on that same thing um so now that we hear about fanatic losing the faith or really denouncing the faith it kind of makes sense um the history of it but um back in 2011 um or 2010 i believe a position at teen haven opened up to be the 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 field director in philly um i love teen haven and i was young but i applied for it and i i wound up obviously not getting it because i wasn't qualified at all you know what i mean as far as you know um compared to other candidates but other the other candidate was brady who was fanatic brady fanatic goodwin um he wound up being hired for that position and um now he wasn't around for teen haven before that he he just came into you know this particular position but he wasn't like involved in it before um but that's how i i met him at this time i was you know uh 19 20 uh you know when i when he came in and you know i was kind of still helping her out helping out volunteering at teen haven you know what i mean things like that just showing up and just you know serving whatever capacity that was necessary um so i wasn't around all the time but i was there good enough um so we you know we had interactions you know what i mean like when he first came he had a meeting with us and you know to see what our vision was meaning like the alumni the older older guys and everything like that to kind of see what we thought and to kind of help him you know get a a, a clear vision of uh his his goals and what he wanted to do with the ministry and things like that um so you know we had some interaction now we wasn't like close friends he wasn't like you know what i mean like my dude like i was talking to him every day type stuff but i obviously i knew him you know what i mean so now just to fast forward because i can go all day with this all night with this but uh just to fast forward up about a year ago this is when i started noticing things so a year ago um on facebook i noticed that he had started posting some things that i was like where is he going with this you know what i mean like you know how like you you see something you like you're questioning like what's your motive by posting that like um especially coming from a christian a believer and I just, you know, I brushed it off and, you know, sometimes, a lot of times I would actually interact with him on social media with those posts and, you know what I mean, get into these little debates and things like that, which varied about a lot of different things. So I'm not going to go into all of them, but 
um yeah he just started posting some things on facebook that was just questionable um and then as time went on it just kind of got more and more it just seems like that's all he was doing on social media at least what i've seen you know what i mean um and so to fast forward up until two weeks ago when he actually made that announcement um it it kind of made sense to see the tra trajectory of uh where he was going with the facebook posts and and you know where his thoughts were um but it was uh it was definitely a shock to me because like i said you know i served with him you know for a short period of time and um obviously his music influenced me influenced a lot of people that was around me at the time and then also you know the the famous christian rappers like lecrae it would probably wouldn't even be a lecrae without people like fanatic ambassador and all those guys from the cross movement so um i'm gonna just leave it right there and i we, we could circle back but i just want to give a backstory of you know my relationship with him and just seeing the trajectory of where he landed at two weeks ago and that is definitely um uh a crazy moment you know what i mean like nobody really really saw this coming you know what i mean um like like i said it was i can it, it makes sense now in retrospect but i couldn't really predict that this was going to happen if that makes sense you know what i mean um so it yeah it's just something that we we all need to continue to pray about and it's definitely affected me it obviously affected people that you know close friends that of his and obviously the people that's in the other members of the cross movement and then all the people that he led he was a professor at, at multiple different uh universities um and to see that I, who knows exactly what the impact on them is also um so yeah it's just yeah, just uh, we'll circle back, but yeah, that's all I got for now. Yeah, um, you know, uh, the the and the, the reason you know why we wanted to have this conversation is uh because number one, you know, I know that you know Rod after you saying that that you knew him personally, so this is why we were, you know we elected to let you lead this conversation because we don't know too much about the background and the history. You know what I mean? I, I you know, I got introduced to Christian hip hop around, let's say, early to late 2000s, um, and I came up Pentecostal like you. So, you know, when I first when I first heard it, it was foreign to me. It was like, nah, this ain't God. Like, you know, because I'm used to hand clapping, foot stomping, you know, shouting. You know what I mean? Hezekiah Walker and, and John P. Key. And, you know what I mean? All the choirs and stuff. That was, that was, yeah, that, that that was that was God's music to me. So, you know. That's how, I, that's how I vibe. But then, you know, I had this one pastor really introduce it and um, it opened up a whole new world to me because, you know what I mean? I used to listen to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it, it, I sh it shouldn't have been, I shouldn't have been able to have to stray too far from it. You know, if, if, and then I, you know, my mind opened up to, you know, God being able to use various uh, ways to, you know, reach people. It's like, you know, everybody's not going to be in the praise and worship type of music. Everybody's not going to be a choir guy or, you know what I mean, contemporary uh, gospel or contemporary Christian guy. Like, there's some people out there who are only going to vibe to, to hip hop or, or, or Christian rap. They're only going to vibe to that. That's what's going to speak to them. 
So, um, you know, when I got a hold of that, you know what I mean? It's like God kind of opened up my world a little bit. Like, oh, okay, you know, this is cool. This is acceptable. I can go in and, and spit a bar from the truth song and be okay. And it's still acceptable in his eyes. So it's like, all right, bet. So, um, you know, the, the whole thing about it is, you know, the question that was posed, you know, before we even got into, um, you know, the whole backdrop that Rod was saying about the, the history of, of who a uh, fanatic is, um, is, uh, is, is academic Christianity enough? Is academic Christianity enough? Um, and, and you know what, I'm, I'm going to let CK go ahead and, and jump in and be the first one on this on this one, um, because I, I <laughs> you know, and then I, I'll, I'll just, I'll just come in and come in and comment and go as I, as I please, you know, cause I'm just going to pass it off because this is really good. And this is, this could go so many avenues, man. So, um, you know, you know, uh, CK, I was about to call you passing, which is who you are, but, um, you know, CK, just go ahead and, and, and talk to him for a minute because I know that you have some very insightful things. I guess I can see this, the, 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 the smoke. <laughs> coming out. I see the glory surrounding the room even now. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm completely kidding, but just go ahead, bro. All right. All right. Wow. So here we are, right? You know, I um appreciate everything Raheem said about it because, you know, it's real. Um, it's not, you know, unfortunately, it's not the first time something like this has happened. Um, and it won't be the last. Um, I see some of the comments that are um, starting to come in, um, you know, via the post. Um, you know, one of the questions um, kind of was asked about, you know, kind of like, you know, why are we surprised? You know, the Bible does kind of warn us about these things happening. And, you know, I don't I don't think it's necessarily um, surprised that it's happening. Uh, I, I think when you're close to the people it's happening to. Um, there's a sense of uh, a shock and, and maybe disappointment um, to a degree uh, when, you know, we are to have our own personal relationship, you know, with with Christ, our own personal relationship with God. We are to work out our own soul salvation. Um, but, you know, also understanding that we're so close uh, when it comes to fellowship. We, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are you know, we're, we're around each other. Um, you know, we grow with each other. We we glean from each other. We're, you know, iron sharpening iron. And so, you know, when you're in the trenches and you're battling, you know, quote unquote, spiritual warfare, you're praying, you're being mentored, you know, it, it does kind of kind of hit you. Um, what I appreciate, you know, with, with Rod coming forth and saying it is, you know, one, yeah, it, it did have him like, whoa, but, you know, he's still standing firm in his faith. You know, he, he's not saying, you know, well, because he left, I'm leaving, you know, and, and so and but, um, you know, the unfortunate part about it is there there might be many people that are out there thinking that, you know, who are tied to fanatic in, in, in a way. Now, I, I don't know him personally. You know, my introduction to, you know, gospel rap, hip hop, holy hip hop. I mean, years, years ago, I was at a, a, a Walmart and somebody handed me a TYCD. Oh, wow. Check this out. Because he lived in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And it was just like, oh, you know, I'm I'm running around. Can I get an H? And y'all just, you know, (laughs) and it was like, wow. I I still bang that CD, man. I still, I still, I still bang that. The first joint, I still bang that. But go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, you're all good. You're all good. And, you know, and coming from my background is, uh, you know, where I, when I was out there in the world being involved in music and stuff like that, it was, it was a welcome change of pace. Um, and it, it, it honestly took me a while to get used to it. And if it wasn't for the fact that I knew a couple guys in youth ministry, um, you know, that, that were, I don't want to say under me, but, you know, kind of mentored for a little bit, you know, seeing their passion for it, hearing, you know, their love for God, you know, through a hip hop format that really kind of brought me in, you know, introduced me to, you know, the Lecrae's and, you know, the, the, the cross movement and, you know, really listening to that stuff. And, you know, and even my daughter now, you know, catch her, you know, Trip Lee and Lecrae and, you know, all that stuff all the time. But, you know, I, I know the question was academic Christianity. So, you know, let, let me let me jump on that. But I just wanted to say that. So when it comes to academic Christianity, the, the reason why it's not enough and the reason why we have to be careful with that is because, you know, to, to, to boil it down in the most simplest thing, when you consider how the Pharisees were, you know, I'm always taking Bible. When you consider how the Pharisees were, uh, they had a certain image about them. They they had an academic nature. They knew the scriptures. They, knowing the scriptures wasn't the problem. They knew the history of the Bible. Knowing the history of the Bible from an academic standpoint wasn't the problem. You know, they dressed the part. You know, they wore the robes. They they were pious in how they acted and everything else. But they did not have a personal relationship. They simply had the academics. They knew about God, but they didn't know Him. You know, how many times did Jesus do the mic drop? It was like, yo. You you talk about God and I'm standing in front of you and you don't know me, you know, and, and they're like, you know, well, you know, but we know the scriptures and it says this and it says that. And, you know, we this. And so, you know, academic Christianity, while it's good, because I, I know plenty of people, there's this one one guy and, you know, I won't say his name, but I grew up idolizing this man. He was a minister at a church I used to go to when I was like, like 10, 11, 12, like growing up into my teen years. And this man he had this Bible knowledge that was incredible to me. It amazed me because when I say he literally memorized the Bible from start to finish and he could recall any scripture, he used to challenge us and we would test him and we would just pull out random scriptures. We would find stuff and he would say word for word what the King James said. The most amazing person in in my eyes at the time was like, when I grow up, God, I want to know your word like he do. I want to be like him. Fast forward to, you know, years later in my 20s, and I found out he walked away from the faith. He didn't believe it anymore. He other things that, you know, that grabbed a hold of him. And it hit me. Like, so I understand where Rod's coming from. Like, it it hit me like, what? Like, I used to idolize this guy. Like, he was, you know, and, and, you know, not that I worshipped him, but, you know, at that age, it was like, it was amazing you know, and when I say like he remembered the Bible, like you know, when you read in Leviticus and we get bored because somebody <laughs> begat somebody begat somebody, right. I don't even like reading that. Like he knew those names, and wow. in the order in which it was, and to us, the kids in his in his class, you know, we were just floored. But to find out that later on in life, you know, he 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 walked away from that, and you know, later on had died, and you know, I never knew, you know. Did he go back? To, did he repent and go back to the Lord? Did he die in, in, you know, in that fallen state? You know, I don't know. 
But, you know, that helped me to realize and see knowing the word, you know, is not an, it's not just enough to know academically, you know, what the Bible says. Because there's people out there, you know, as, as pastors, as men of God that know the Bible much better than we do, but don't know God like we do. That's good. Yes, yes, sir. My goodness. I, I see. That's why I let you that's why I let you tackle it first, man. That's why I let you tackle it first. Because you set the stage. Um, you know, I, and I, I'm looking in the comments as well, and they was like, Well, tell us what academic Christianity is. I I, I just think mm -hmm. I, I think you know you boiled it down pretty good, but I, I if I was to add to it, it would be um it would be academic Christianity is like unbalanced, having an unbalanced thing, whereas though you lean on all the academics, all the theology, all the script, all of that, that's great and that's good, but you have to balance that with the, your own personal relationship. As CK said, you have to have that personal relationship. You just can't know the word and not know the God. I mean, like I said, CK put it perfectly, just like the Pharisees. You know what I'm saying? They know him, they saw Jesus, but didn't know him at all. So, um, you know, you got to have that balance, man. You got to... It's one thing to know God through his word, and that's great. But to have that personal reaction and that personal relationship, whereas though you know God, you know him like he talks back to you. You actually communicate with him and he shows you and and and, and he he displays himself to you. And whereas though that you know it's nobody but him, that is why academic Christianity is not uh, that's why academic Christianity is not enough because you need the you need the word, but you need that relationship and it balances out. You know what I'm saying? Um, what's the script, Pastor CK? What's the script? Uh, don't don't yeah. be so. Um, oh Lord, what is it? You know what I'm about. To, you know where I'm about to go. Does she know no, no earthly good? And that's no. That's oh. I, I can't. I, it was it. Don't be so heavenly minded that you know that earthly you know. good. Exactly, exactly, and that's that's the perfect scripture that that says you know what I mean. Don't be so concerned about things of heaven that you cannot relate on earth. You just can't. You know what I'm saying? So. That is my thing was I think you know, and this is just my personal opinion, and I shared this one with my uh, with the, my two guys here. I said, you know, when I looked at this video and I looked at all twenty minutes of it, because he said a lot of stuff. He really did. He went all the way in. He said a lot of things. The things that stood out to me was deception, deception, um, unbalanced. And um, this, it was another scripture that 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 stood out to me that 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 dropped on me. It said that the, it said that the letter kills, but it is the spirit that gives life to the letters on the page. So you know, my thing is, and this is my personal opinion, and I'm not attacking this man. I'm just giving my personal opinion from what I heard. I think that you know, Fernanda got caught up in so much of the letter of the word that he forgot about the spirit that gives life to the letters of the word. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the enemy does what? He does three things. He does what? He uh, he deceives us. He uh, steals from us. He kills us. And then ultimately he tries to destroy us. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's really crazy because and the thing that, that bothered me is it was that the, I saw the other people that he influenced. They were they were really hurt. And my soul hurt for them because it was like, yo, you know what I mean? And I told my guys, I said, look, Fanatic is going to have to answer for that. He really, really is. I mean, man, we. I mean, it may sound like I'm going deep or off the off the deep end, but the Bible says that you know what I mean. When you when you lead the sheep astray, you have blood on your hands. You know what I mean? Because there are people that's going because of him, him walking away. There are going to be people that what follow him and walk away as well. Well, if Sonata couldn't do it, then I don't need to be in it either. You know what I'm saying? And and, and these are just blind sheep being led. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, but 
at the end of the day, he's going to have the answer for that. I love him, and I'm constantly praying for him. Like I said, Rod, I'm going to go ahead and let you jump on in because I know that you have some things that you want to add to this. But um, as far as, uh, as far as uh, hopefully I answered the question that, uh, you know, I know CK answered it. I had my answer. Um, and now, Rod, you can just go ahead and take it. Oh, man, that's some fire, man, from both of y'all, man. <laughs> like, for real. Like, that That really, I think, answers the question and really goes deeper um, as far as understanding what it is, what academic Christianity is, and then also the effects of this spiritually it can have on other people. And that's spoken, it's spoken so honestly from two pastors that you guys you know what i mean because you are leaders of the flock and so you know the responsibility you have as a leader to not lead the flock astray that the lord has put people in your care and like you said you're responsible for them you know what i mean um so it's it's so important that you you said that um but I wanted to um, also, based on what he said in the video, because like you said, it was a 24 minute long video and he said a lot. Um, and I said this to you guys, you know, offline that I, I would question whether he really had an encounter with the Lord to begin with. Now, again, I'm not going to say, just be clear, <laughs> like I'm not saying that. I know that he wasn't saved to, to begin with. I'm just saying. Man, speak the truth, man. This is kind of, let, hey, listen, but let me cut you off. Listen, this is the perfect time to throw in a hashtag. It ain't got to be perfect. <laughs> right. It just, just got to be culture. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and even before that, yo, if y'all like, I, I, we, see, we see the reactions coming in, man. We love it that y'all guys are reacting with us. Look, share this post, man. If you think it's going to help somebody, share it. Like us on uh, uh, Facebook. Or subscribe to us on YouTube, hit us up on um, uh, uh, I was about to say Pandora, but that's not it. The other, um, Lord, what, what is it? <laughs> Facebook, Patreon. um, Patreon, Patreon, that was the other P. What I was thinking about, uh, Patreon, uh, hit us up on Instagram, man. Look, share this, man. Listen, man, I, this conversation is absolute fire, and somebody needs to hear this, right? Somebody really needs to hear this. So, look, make sure y'all share that. We love the interaction. Thank y'all so much. Shout out to all the wifeys that's on here commenting. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the other sister. I believe her name is Jack, uh, Jackie. Shout out mm -hmm. to you. We see your comments. Thank you so much for uh, uh, commenting on this. Um, and um, right before I hand it off to you, I gotta get this one out because I feel like I'm not gonna be able to get it out once you start to go. <laughs> um, I also said something. Um, I put it, and I, I told you guys this in the text. Um, the other scripture that came to me about the situation was us seeking not, and I said and it works both ways. Because when you go seeking, you know what I mean, a lot of knowledge, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? When you ask for a lot of knowledge, you're going to get it. And when you're knocking on the door for knowledge, you're going to get it. But that knowledge that you want to, sometimes knowledge has a way of drawing us away from what we know to be true, what we know to be right. You know what I mean? The letter draws us away. You know what I mean? And it, it helps us to focus on the literal things, or the, you know what I mean, the things that are of the earth, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. into that, when, when we get to the point where we're allowing it to draw us, draw us away from what we know to be right, that's when we fall off at. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, all seeking and not the work works both ways. So that's it. I'm done. Go ahead, Ron. You're good. You're good. Um, 
And then uh Steph, check your check your mic because I was hearing, I don't know, um, I don't know if it's just me, but I heard uh static. So um yeah. but um like so it was hard to hear you. It's it's all good. Um so he I was saying that he um you know he said a lot in the video and he he basically said that in 2014 after he um i believe while he was in seminary or he after he graduated from seminary he started questioning uh some of the the issues issues i'm gonna put that issues in the scripture um things that he couldn't explain or things that he didn't have an answer for or you know when he would go to these secular into these secular classrooms or talking to these people about how you know about the faith th they caused him to question you know what i mean and 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 again like i know what he you know i know how he is because i, I don't want to uh you know misquote him i'm not saying this is a quote but i'm just saying this is around the effect of what he of what he said because he'll come back and be like y'all miss miss construing my words and all that but the the point is he he began to question his faith based on certain errors or certain things that he didn't have an answer for my thing is like i said before there's a at some point you have to get past head knowledge and get into heart experience and relationship that's why i said that and what i said exactly was that academic christianity isn't sustainable you can't it can't go for the long haul basically at some point it's going to fail you because if you're relying on what you know number one uh we 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 can't rely on our mind without god we can't rely on our mind without the holy spirit that's why we got to renew our mind in the first place <laughs> come on you know man I mean? you talking so, good bro <laughs> but clearly he was relying on his mind and it's not necessarily a bad thing because at the same time god used he gave us our mind for a reason but it but also it's flawed and it needs to be renewed and we don't and we don't have all the knowledge that we that we that there is to be known so to say that you started having questions because of the errors how do you even know, how do you even know that that's an error based on your understanding you know what i mean like the god is way too big for you to find out for you to understand him completely and fully anyway Ooh. so it's like who are and i'm not and and i love brady i love fanatic and, and i'm not you know i want to make this clear and and they can whoever sees this can take it how they want but i'm just being honest and it's, it's spoken out of love um i'm not trying to like 